is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm not a scientist. I'm not an expert in footballs. I'm not an expert in football measurements. I don't want anyone rubbing them, uh, putting in the air in them, taking the air out. To me, those balls are perfect, and that's what I expect when I show up. Okay, turn on the football. It's so goddamn hard about holding on to it. Introducing Mike Cash Collins and Scott Stag Simpson as the Fantasy Millionaires. Here we go. Broadcasting live from the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. The Fantasy Millionaires are in your ears. Wishing everyone a happy Memorial Day 2021. America. I am Michael Cash Collins. He is Scott Stack Simpson. Scott Stacks, happy Memorial Day. How was your holiday today? Uh, I got to say, happy Memorial Day to you, my friend. And overall, it was not a, a, a terrible day. I could think of, of uh, you know, other ways I would like to spend it, but I spent it with the family, loving all my girls, going to get ice cream with grandma going to the pool, you know, th things like that, things that necessarily I don't find a lot of enjoyment in, but my family does. And so I was able to have a great time, be with them. And uh, that, that's always important is loving on the family, loving on the kids. So more of a day about others, but I'm excited to chop it up with you, man. I always love to talk to my best friend who, if folks who don't know uh, the show, Mike and I have been best friends for about 24 years and we like to talk. That's one of our things that we love to do all the time is, is on the phone by ourselves without you guys. We talk, 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 talk. So it, it's just natural for us to get together and do this. It's cool to be able to see you and do it and for everyone else to kind of join in and be a part of it. So welcome, everybody. I'm so excited. Uh, how was your Memorial Day weekend? Good, sir. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're a couple of uh, chatty Cathy's. Um, yeah, it was... Uh... The pool was cold. That's how it was. I don't know if you went in the water. Uh, we 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 made it over to the pool. I got in, and it was like an ice bath in there. It was just excruciating. Getting, I did the slow. I didn't do the. I knew it was too cold. I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing the man jump. You know, where you just suck it up and. And just feel the the cold water on you. I I just eased my way in for about five minutes. It took me at least five to ten. The entire time, my son was just like, "Come on, daddy, daddy, come on, get, I want to go out there." I was like, "You gotta wait. You gotta wait. I gotta keep slowly submerging, just inch by inch by inch, and then then you have to do. You get to the waist." And then you just go a little bit, a little bit, and then it's like, all right, you got to get the shoulders under, and then, and then you, and then you die, and then you dive under, and then you just got to keep the shoulders under, and you just got to do that for like a minute, and then it feels good, but it was cold. It still was cold. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I noticed something uh, today 
Uh, I'm not saying it's a rookie mistake, but I'll say it's indicative of the age of your children because when my kids were little, they were the same way. Like you got to get in with them. They're dependent on you for the experience. I took my kids to the pool today. I, I, I was, it was awesome. It's like my favorite. I took a video of them jumping in the water and then going, Oh my God, it's so cold. Oh my God. It's so cold. Oh my God. It's so cold. And I was on the side. I had my sweatshirt on. I was chilling. I wasn't worrying about anything. I, I didn't have my bathing suit on. My wife said, you getting in? I laughed. I said, I'm not getting in. Are you kidding me? Uh, I asked the, the lifeguard how much I could pay her to get in. She said 20 bucks. I said, you'd have to give me five grand right now to get my ass in the water. It was so cold. Uh, you know, you said earlier, kind of manning up and getting in. I'm not to change that. I, I'm, I, I agree. Well, we've used man up before, you know, or, or whatever. I'm going to say woman up because my wife jumped right in that, that pool and it's cold. But she just crushed it. She swam in. She dove in headfirst into the deep end, which is the coldest part. Swam out, started doing a little bit of exercise. Shout out, Rose, my wife. She's an amazing woman. She was with the girls in the pool for an hour or so until it got a little windy and cold. And then they did come out. I went home. And your boy went home. I wasn't going to mess with any of that. I've done that so many times. I've been freezing. Here's what happens when I do that, Mike. Two things. One, when I do all in, which Rose does, which I go under the water, my insides seize. And I start to have like uh, like a, a panic attack, not an involuntary one. It would happen every year when I first got in the water. I, I'm not controlling it. My body just like, I can't do anything. I start like kind of convulsing. It's gross. It's not good. Or second, doing what you do, I get in and, and it's so cold. My nipples could literally cut diamonds. There's just, it's so freaking cold. And I can't, each little wave of the pool is like like a, a thousand cuts to, to my death. And I'm just like, oh. <gasps> Oh, 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 the whole time, the whole time. So I am foregoing any of that. And here's what I'm going to say. I'm not going to get in the pool until we've had a string of 80s for like three or four days in a row. And it's mid-June. That's when your boy Scotty Stacks Fat Ass Simpson is getting his ass in the pool. Uh, I'm just too cold. Uh, I'm too fat now. It, it, it does not make me warm. It makes me cold. That's my stance on it. Yeah, it was a horrible last few days to open up the pool it was literally 50 degrees in maryland a couple days ago and it was 50 the last few days and then today it was like i don't know 74 so yeah. the water was just freezing um i wonder what the temp was you know because it probably still wasn't that cold and the people who do ice baths and stuff like that are just like laughing at us right oh, now, yeah. You know? oh yeah every <laughs> athlete every pro athlete ever who gets in an ice bath is just mocking us i, I think I the know. difference though is with, let's say uh when you're in an ice bath which is very hard to do i've never done before i've seen people do i it. haven't either um it, it is that you're doing it for a reason of trying to get your body healthy it's it's a pain gain type situation the pool is supposed to be fun pool supposed to be it's beautiful out you jump in the pool you have fun you were hot now you're cold and you feel better not not freezing cold though and so today it was you were comfortable you were enjoying outside then you went into a freeze uh and then you got back out and you're cold so i just you know I, I, it's not may is not when i get in the pool it just doesn't work unless you're like bo bo says you know he he has that 86 degree pool going i mean dude that actually sounds kind of warm bo no offense but how many times you peed in that pool 86 degrees that's hot that's like hot lana man that's so hot I, I i want my pool at like 70 degrees that's what i'll take my pool at mhm mm mhm mm yeah yeah the the ice bath thing is uh it's supposed to be really good for you, though. You're it, it, 
your body responds and makes these things called cold shock proteins if you jump in an ice bath. So that's one of the reasons why athletes do it because it reduces inflammation and um, it, it's, you know, I don't, I don't have, uh, I don't have money to, to go load up an ice bath and jump in that every day. So I've never done it. I've never done, I've never done the polar bear plunge. Um, today was probably one of the coldest. I mean, I probably jumped in colder water, but it was, it was, uh, yeah, I was Tid- feeling it. I, I say it's a tidbit nipply. Is what yeah, I it was, it was, it was, it was nipply out. It yeah, was. Yeah. yeah uh, well, I'm, I'm glad that you did that. Uh, you went out in the pool with your son, uh, and got to swim around. It, it's a, it's a rite of passage. And you, you said it, the pool does not want to open when it's 50 degrees. So our pool did not, it did not open on, on Saturday. It did not open on Sunday. It just said, we're yeah. not. We're not going to deal with this garbage. See you on Monday. And we thought we would have to beat the throngs because our pool did a limited open last year. Uh, now kind of everything is opening up. I don't know how you, you know, we were at in, in Frederick up there in Maryland, but here in Montgomery County, it's kind of loosened restrictions. You don't have to wear masks if you don't want to. We're wearing them. Yeah, I told you I was like a week ahead of you. It yeah. was I, you guys. I was like bragging last podcast about it. And I think Montgomery County opened up what this weekend. So masks are uh optional now optional. and so at the pool you're open air anyway so it's kind of not that big of a deal um you're not getting close to people and hugging them in the pool who, who you don't know so i mean it was fine um and i was i was excited to to kind of just get back to normal and and get up there mm-hmm. and expecting a big line of people nothing nothing mm-hmm. it was just mm-hmm. us we were first in well i'm not gonna say that my, my neighbor jerry was first in with his cooler he doesn't get in the pool. He just goes up there, takes his shirt off. He's like 60. Uh, he brings his beer and then he just drinks beer in a, in a you know, a little secret way to do it. He does it up there and just chills up there at the pool, you know? So shout out to Jerry enjoying Living his, his best life. Living yeah. His best life, you know, and that's what he's got to do to, to get by. Good for you, Jerry. You know, good for you. So, but, so you didn't do any barbecuing or anything like that? No, no, honestly, I wrote an article. I, I didn't tell, I haven't announced this yet, but, uh, make it public i am getting brought on to the sports gambling network as a dfs writer and so i tucked in today on an article about rookie running backs and kind of when they break out how they break out what the conditions are for them to be able to be viable uh, when it comes to redraft and and so i just i looked at Najee harris and i looked at javante williams i kind of have a little bit of a profile written up about them uh travis etienne as well so uh, i'm just going to do this for the top 10 running backs that were drafted there was only four that were in the first three rounds and and this is what the the data really said when i looked at it uh and and that was that the 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 majority of the value that you're going to find in running backs is going to be for the first round second round picks you know more so than first than anything else obviously you're drafting saquon you're drafting Mm -hmm there there's the you know the, the teams need running backs are drafting them and they're giving them the bell cow uh roles and that's what you expect from from rookie running backs that are in these situations and so Najee Harris he fits perfectly into this type of model because there's no other competition for him he's going to be the every down back every day or every down back he's going to get almost all of the carries I bet you he gets around 70 percent of the carries in the backfield so yeah just doing things like that going back and kind of helping myself to understand it, helping everybody else. So that article is going to come out uh, in a little bit. I'll let you guys know. So I was doing that. That's what I did today. I was working on that. I'm and then- fading Zeke, by the way, this year. 
fade. Don't tell Bo McBig time. He'll, he'll, I'm uh, fading, my man. I am. Uh, I, I, I would. I, I think I would take Najee Harris over Zeke Elliott. Right. I, I mean, we have to sit down and 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 get our uh, our PDF ready, so we'll see how it shakes out. But I know he's still going in the first round, and he's probably not making my first round. So wow, that's a bombshell right now. Because yeah. Honestly, yeah, most people, the consensus is in the industry, and then in the fandom, and the kind of the the hubs that we roll in, is that he's bouncing back this year and he's got great value because last year he was a, a top five pick and he was overvalued. And now he's in the end of the first round or, you know, nine, 10. Yeah. That's where he's going now about like between, you know, depending on who you're drafting with, but he's going between, you know, seven and 10. That's what he seems like. And I, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to have a horrible year. I just, you're uh, out there. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, I, I'm very, I'm very big on Najee Harris too. So I think he, he's just gonna go right in and be a bell cow, man. So yeah, yeah. Well, I, I have Najee Harris projected for around his floor being around 235, 240 points, uh, and that is getting around uh, 900 to 1,000 yards rushing, about 400 yards receiving, and about 10 touchdowns. Uh, you know, So it's, it's not even some huge number. But if he does even better than that, he could be pushing you know, 275, 280. Uh, and only three running backs in the last six years have gotten above that. You're talking Saquon, Zeke, and Alvin Kamara. Those are the three that have broken the 300-point barrier. So I don't think he gets into that 300 points. It's a big deal uh, to get mm-hmm. in general, not even rookies, just in general. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, so, uh, but yeah, I think there's, there's potential there. And so he, uh, right now, Najee Harris, he is RB 12, RB 13. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to take Zeke this year. I'm kind of fading Zeke. I just don't want him. Uh, his fumble, his fumbleitis last year, man, really soured me on Zeke. I don't, and then you have Tony Pollard just emerging as a very viable option in that backfield. And that, that, that has never been the case before with him. So there's never been somebody just kind of waiting in the wings that, is you know, potentially a bigger playmaker at times. So, yeah, uh, I you know uh, that that's where my head's at right now. I've got to sit down and think about everything. But you know, we've been doing best ball, and I have zero shares of Zeke right me, now. Me too. I've got zero. And I have oh. I have lots of Tony Pollard. So I, Bo does too. By the way, I this was so funny. Bo is is here. He he talks a mean love for Zeke on the on the. Uh, uh, you know, the message boards, but that dude has got more Tony Pollard than you can shake a stick at. That's full of Tony Pollard's. That guy is just yeah. Tony Pollard out the ass. And, and so I, I love that. But what I think what that really says is uh, he loves the offense, Bo loves the offense and the potential, but he doesn't really love Zeke. Just putting it out there. Just, just, you know, I'm just saying uh, I, I like Tony Pollard too. And I, I would rather have Najee Harris at the, at the value and the position he's at, because at the, you know, 1.5, 1.8. I don't want Zeke at the 205, mm-hmm. the 207. Anywhere in the second round, give me Najee Harris. Anywhere in the second round, I will take him. Uh, actually, I'd rather have Austin Eckler in the second round. If I can get Austin Eckler in the second round, I'm going to splooge because that is just uh, – I, I drafted – I can get him in the second round. That's where he's going. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I, I was in an industry draft. I am still in one right now, and guess who's holding it up? Dennis. Carter the 13th. 
Uh, he makes another appearance on the show. Yeah, he's holding his own draft up. I don't know what he's doing. But anyway, uh, I went. I'm the 12th pick. You know how I love the ends. I'm the 12th pick. I went Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I, I did that in a draft with you. Got Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler. It was very it was very exciting. Sigmund Bloom, who drafted in the 11th spot, uh, you know, tweeted me, and he just said it hurt me. It hurt me when you took those two players. And yeah. uh, so I love that. Like, I, it made me, you know, really excited about them anyway because my process has led me to think that Nick Chubb is a top five back. Speaking of top five backs from my man over there, uh, Bowman Big Time, I think Nick Chubb is a top five back. And then I also think that Austin Eckler is a top five back this year. So I, I, I'm mm. I'm to the moon if I can get both those guys at the back end of a draft. And, yeah, you did do that to me in best ball, you son of a gun. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, what what do you think about Nick Chubb this year? What, what's your leaning on him? Hi, hi on Chubby. I got I'm I'm chubbed up for Chubb. Lots yeah, lots of Chubb. Give me Chubb 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 Chubb. Chubb is ridiculous. He he's a ridiculous athlete. He there's no reason why he's not gonna have just big touchdowns. You know, forty yard runs this year. He's impossible to bring down. He's so fast. Um. So I'm, I'm all about Chubb in the first round for sure. So, but, um, yeah, I, you got Cream Hunt on that team too. So that's always something you have to think about. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting, man. We gotta, we're gonna have to start getting, getting this stuff together as we we get our uh, our 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 fantasy millionaires, you know, PDF that we're gonna be pumping in a, in a what like about a month, a month and a half, yeah. You <laughs> got like six weeks to start really honing this stuff down and well, figuring out where we're gonna put these guys. I've been honing it down in best ball drafts on underdog. Shout out, underdog. And by the way, uh, if, if you guys don't know, you can find me in the mean streets of underdog, you can find Mike in the mean streets of underdog. You, you can find us all. We are underdogged up. We are part of the underdog crew. We love underdog. We rep underdog. We play underdog. We're in underdog all the time. And I'm proud to announce that underdog fantasy now follows your boy. I, I have earned that right. Thank you underdog uh, for, for the follow. I appreciate it. They don't follow many. They only follow 283. You know, it's not as coveted as that Andy Holloway follow, which, oh my gosh. I mean, you know, when I die, it's going to have all the things I did in life. And at the end, it's going to say, followed by Andy Holloway. And then whatever year he followed me until whenever he stops, uh, he followed me this amount of time. And so, you know, uh, besides that. Don't though, get canceled. Don't uh, get canceled out on them Twitter streets. I, Watch you yourself. Know, I am seeking to build and to um, build community and spread the love and no canceling. I'm not going to be canceling anyone or hopefully no one will be canceling me. It's Don't get put in Twitter jail either. You could get put in Twitter jail. Well, you know what? Speaking of that, that, uh, happened. that happened to our girl, Steffi Smalls. We didn't talk about it. It happened last week. She just got out of her Twitter jail. She was in there for a week because uh, of a troll and the troll kind of attacked her account. A bunch of people reported her account and then Twitter suspended her for a week. It really bothers me, and I talked about this to you privately, but it really bothers me because there was nothing that was warranted that. There was not no furious exchange of anger. There was just somebody who doesn't like somebody else trolling them and then getting them suspended. And so uh, I hope no one does that for me. I hope no one hates me. I don't hate anybody. Uh, I don't have a, a lot of fans either, you know. Uh, people just love me for my body, honestly. Uh, and, and folks, there's no repeat performance of last year. My wife told me no more, 
her anniversary present is for her only this year. So uh, hopefully that kind of you're not going to do naked bed picks this year. No, 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 none no. of that. No, that That's was not going to happen. No, that was good. I I enjoyed that. That was you know, um, but you got a lot of buzz in the Twitter streets off that though. Yeah, yeah, it 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 did. Well, here's the only issue I had with it, honestly. Is it? <laughs> I mean, you might get a retweet from Ralph Macho, so we might. I mean, when's the anniversary of that? <laughs> That's your wife's anniversary. I'll I'll figure it out. That it might be going around. I know it. Ralph Macho might do is is twice a twice a month tweet. That might be one. Is retweet. <laughs> Every, this is the thing. I'm sure a lot of five retweets a year. That's a guaranteed retweet. <laughs> I think a lot of people are waiting to put that out. Uh, and and to shame me because that's the thing I was going to say. I shame myself. Ob- obviously, it's fine. Every once in a while, what will happen is I'll have a take, and somebody will just respond with a picture of me with my shirt off. And you know, I kind there's nothing I can say to that. Like I just whenever you start getting opinionated, somebody yeah, throws that at you. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever, whenever anybody's like, move. this guy's talking a little bit too. Yeah. Let's remind people of who he. Hey, simmer really- down, homeboy. Simmer, hey. simmer. Hey, look at look at who this guy is over here. This guy used to take his shirt off for money. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, it's it's uh it's embarrassing a little bit, but I did it to myself. So I'm just not trying to perpetuate the embarrassment either. Uh, I'll have something new for my wife this year for, for our anniversary. Uh, you know, and uh, and this time it will not be for everybody on Twitter. I thought Rose liked it last year, though. I thought it was like you know she liked seeing all the buzz and. She I thought, thought she was hilarious. she was proud of you a little bit, you know. You just she was you just unabashedly put yourself out there, Ryan. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, George Costanza mixed I together. Did. I did. I yeah. did. I think. I think the only issue I had is is work related, you know. Because for me, if I was just this, I wouldn't care, you know. Um, yeah. And so I, I, part of me is just like, as the artist, I'm like, this is perfect. I love this with all of my soul. I smoke a cigarette to this. It is perfect. And then mm. like, like the, the, the teacher side of me is like, you know, I, know. I, know. I don't know, but it really is iconic uh, when it comes to kind of who, who I am. Uh, that, that is part of who I am. Like I, I am. a. No, it's, it's so annoying having to worry about your freaking day job when you can just make beautiful Twitter music out there and just do your thing. It's, it's, it really is. It's an, and teachers, especially because you guys aren't even allowed to have Facebook. It's like policy because of all the weird parents that will hunt you down and go after you. Right. Is that still the rule? So, so here's the thing that they, um, it's not the rule, but it is encouraged that you mm-hmm. do not do it because, uh, just in general, parents and community members will get a hold of you, you know, and then they will try to engage with you. And then, uh, there's that line between teacher, parent, community member, individual, and they all get blurred. And so I've just kind of stayed away. Um, and Facebook is totally different. It's kind of, it really is, I mean, you know, the Disney of social media, whereas like Twitter, it's like, that's what you get if you're on Twitter. You deserve right. it. You know, right. you're out there slumming in Twitter land. You're going to get that kind of stuff going on your feed. Like, yeah. you deserve it. Like, the parents, you can't say anything. Like, you're on Twitter anyway. It's 
it's almost like being on the dark web. I mean, what are you doing over there? Well, you know, this picture is on the dark web for sure. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, it, it was a crazy time uh, last year for my That's anniversary. That's on someone's passport. <laughs> right. There's some guy who, who has this as his screen. <laughs> some <laughs> Yugoslavian dude. Right. You just right. cut out your head. Just that that is him right there, of course, yeah. with the tilted picture in the background. No, it's true. It's true. And you know what? Uh, the thing about it is it's all for fun. It's all just, you know, it's for the it's for the fans. It is for the people. It's not, uh, you know, it's not meant to, to disparage anybody but myself. Uh, and I got to say something, too, honestly. Um, lately, I've noticed, and I say this real respectfully because I love people. I've noticed that sometimes when I make jokes, people don't like them always, which is fine. That's cool. I understand people don't have to like my jokes. And that's how jokes work. They're, they hit or miss. But I will say, I don't think that anybody should read too too much into my jokes because I think what happens. You're about to get canceled, bro. You better watch yourself. You better watch yourself right now. Yeah, I know. I'm 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 skirting the line of being canceled. Here's the whole thing about it: is that is that it's okay to not like a joke. It's okay to push back against a joke. I think the question is when you judge somebody off of a joke because you're limiting yourself if you judge somebody off of one joke or two jokes. Uh, I make jokes all day long and I make fun of myself. I make fun of random strangers I've never met. I make fun of people I know. I got a whopper of a video from from the beautiful people's crew uh, of your boy Joe Wethji just dancing like a maniac. I can't wait to put that online. I can't wait to make fun. It's so funny. It's hilarious, you know? So, but it's not intended to either harm him or anybody else or make fun of him to a point where I'm degrading or making myself above him or put, it's just funny. It makes me laugh. It, I looked at it and when I watched it, I went, <laughs> that's funny. I like this. I'm going to share this with other people. So I just want everyone to know me, uh, the guy who would take his own clothes off and pose for pictures by himself, by the way. I screen recorded this. This is a video that I took. So there's a five-minute video of me on my bed making inappropriate poses somewhere on my phone. Uh, so if I ever get hacked and deleted, you, you'll know what happens if that gets put out there. Um, so I, I just want everyone to know, you, know, you can judge me. You can. I don't care. But I just don't like it personally because you're you're limiting yourself when you judge me. It's like picking one stray beard hair off of my face and going, I don't like his beard because that one hair that sticks out when you got 10,000 or 20,000 or a million just are crushing it. So that's all. That's all my, my thought. I'm not trying to get canceled. I'm not trying to cancel anybody or, or because yeah. of anybody in particular. I would just say when we're on Twitter, the goal of Twitter for me is never judging anybody personally because I don't know enough information. It's really to build community and to grow with people and to love other people. And if there's something that is, you know, wildly inappropriate we can obviously go that's not right we can see things I, that are wildly inappropriate but I, I just think i love what you're saying i really do but at the same time i want to put you in twitter jail i, I wish I, I wish i that would be yeah. if somebody yeah i want to i want to i want you to i want to i want to cancel you for two weeks <laughs> <laughs> My wife would love that if I got canceled for two weeks. Oh my! Yeah, God. what would you do? Oh my gosh, you'd start oh. going on TikTok. That's what you'd do. You'd just be over on TikTok, just blowing it up just over there. Okay, I gotta, I gotta get this uh, George Costanza picture out here so I can build up my my TikTok followers. Yeah, here's what the truth is: I run 
multiple social media accounts. So even, you know, when, when Steffi Smalls got banned for a week or Twitter jail for a week, she created a new account called Burner Smalls, whatever it was. And she was, she was, you know, had a little semi account, the remnant right. behind. I don't need to do that. I've got like five other accounts at the Washington beer snake. You can always just hop can, over there and start. I don't, I don't even use it anymore. I can use uh chalk block. I can use the FF hot stove. I can use the fantasy millionaires. Uh, I've got a plethora. I could use worldwide sports radio network. My voice will never be silenced until I'm in the grave, which no, I don't want you to get canceled because if I yeah. ever tweet, then there's the, you're the only way I'm anyone's ever going to see my tweet. I need the retweet. Like if I don't get your retweet, yeah, I'm gonna get like seven impressions. So you need, you I need that retweet drip. Which you yeah, need. no, but I did love it back in the day when you were, uh, you know, moving back and forth between like the beer snake one because I'd get like a, a Scott Simpson heart and then you'd go over and you'd heart it from the beer snake. I know <laughs> I like, that's love, homie. That's See, love. I'll be honest with you. I've transitioned into promoting and pushing all of the content that I'm making for us underdog uh stuff mm -hmm. for Mo, through all of my accounts and so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm consistently jumping back and forth between accounts and doing that same thing and just letting people see it because here's my thought about twitter i know people are very judgmental about what you do on twitter and how your feed and all kinds of here's my thought about my feed on twitter i'm just trying to share as much information as i can so i'll retweet my own tweets uh again like i'll tweet something and then later i'll just go back and retweet it and people be like why are you retweeting your own stuff? Yeah, I need more attention. Yeah, you do. Every single get it. Every, get it. every single tweets for attention. Why? No one tweets for nothing. No one yeah. tweets. No one goes. I hope nobody effing. We're all it. trying to go viral, man. Come well, on, and, let's just be honest about it. And here's the thing, too. And this is my main point. I'm not assuming that you the content consumer are online 24 7 and you're seeing every tweet that i tweet and you're just memorizing my feed and you're scrolling and you pass it and and then you see it twice and you're like god damn it i saw the same tweet it's like that, listen you aren't online all the time no one is online all the time and so i might tweet something once and then you don't see it and then six hours later i give it a retweet and you happen to see it then so it's about content exposure it's not about you know being an attention whore or any of those things so i think all the judgments on twitter and how people do twitter and your account my account and you do this and you retweet just it's it's gross it's really really gross i don't tell anybody how to manage their twitter account i would never tell anybody how to manage their twitter account i encourage people how to expose uh you know and, ex and increase their exposure on twitter but i'm not gonna mandate anyone that's just, that's that's like middle school stuff man like really is immature behavior it's 20 somethings let me just tell you the truth it 40 year olds 50 year old oh, man you are about to get canceled again I here know. we go here I'll we go tell you why i'll tell you why because when you're in your 20s i was in my 20s you are not self-aware yet don't you, mess with generation z bro. they're gonna come get me they're gonna come get you. you're not you're not self-aware yet you're you're working on it you're oh boy oh boy when you get 40 the world has they are gonna light you and your nipples up all over the internet they are they deservedly so when you get in your 40s the world has has lit you up already you, you become self-aware because the world has told you who you are and you understand a little bit more about yourself because you, the things you've tried to be you didn't succeed or you did for example i'm not an nfl football player right now i can tell i'm 42 i'm not out there still naive going i can do it I understand that when you're 20, you think you can do anything. 
I know I was 20. I thought I could do anything. And that's great. And I love that about being 20. And if they're going to cancel me because they can do anything and canceling me is one thing that they want to do now because I told them that they could do it. Go, please. My wife would love it. I, my wife wants me to be canceled. So, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I do digress. I do love 20 somethings, by the way. I love everybody. I, I'm just going to tell you though, when you're 20, you don't have the same level of understanding of life as you do when you're 40 or when you're 60, when you're 80, it just changes. It's a, it's a, it's a perspective thing. And I respect 23 year olds perspectives. They're great, but I can still laugh at them and still think they're cute. It's okay. I can do that because I've thought 23 year old thoughts too. And some of those thoughts are hilarious. Like, for example, when we were 23, I thought we could go to Atlantic City dressed in suits and just, like, show up and be treated like ballers. And people be like, oh, yes, of course there's a room for you, sir. Oh, well, of course. Yes, we'll put you right in. We were, like, seven miles down the street at a Ramada Inn. I was sleeping next to an air conditioner on the floor. So, you know what? 23-year-old Scott, 42-year-old Scott just knows a lot more than him, and he can laugh at 23-year-old Scott without... I probably helped make you think that way because I saw it in the movie Swingers. So, yeah, right. Well, that's such a, you're twenty. You, you didn't. You you didn't even originate that thought, and neither did I. I gave. I transmitted that to you because of the movie Swingers. Well, you know that's what you do when you're twenty. You watch movies and you go, ah, right. I can do that. I can do that. You're just trying to emulate. That's right. right. And so I'm just in my 40s, like I mentioned, and I don't care what the movies do. <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure I can get up in the morning and go to bed at night. I, I can't fall asleep and I can't wake up. So there you go. You, you know? know, what's funny, too. I, I, I apologize to you for transmitting that horrible notion that you're going to get comps and stuff, because even in the movie Swingers, <laughs> they don't get they, no, they show you how stupid they are. <laughs> But I still thought it was a good idea. Like, we got to wear suits. We got to look good. Oh, man. Well, my favorite part about that was the only thing that wearing a suit did was make me a mark to get robbed. And when we went out that night, uh, I was the, 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 the prime juicy rib of robbery. And they came at me. I ran away in my suit. I got away. I had nothing. I had the suit. They would have, they would have ripped the suit off and been like, give me your money. I'd be like, the suit i spent it on the suit you know so it wouldn't have been i'm never ever going back to atlantic city you can oh, mark that down <laughs> me neither that is an asshole. Like, yeah dude if hell is gonna come out of anywhere in this earth like if it just comes up through the ground it's gonna start there like that's where it's gonna happen oh hell yeah oh yeah it, it is the 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 hellscape on earth and it's not because of the residents who live there it's because of the people who've used the residents who've lived there. And it makes oh, me the is falling there. apart. It's just That's a dilapidated. Oh, I mean, uh, that has to be one of the worst places to be in America, especially post COVID with everything that's happened to the gaming and casino industry. Uh, it was already going completely downhill i mean maryland's got every place is just going to have their own casinos and that was the whole thing about atlantic city it was it was the east coast vegas i mean when we were younger it was like the coolest thing to go to i mean you would we live mm, about four hours we would drive in we would leave 
and go to Atlantic City and then come back in the same day because it was so fun. It was such an adventure. We we, we would leave around like you know four o'clock at night or four o'clock in the afternoon. Get down there around eight o'clock at night. Gamble till like one or two, and then just slingshot at home. I remember one time we were coming home and home, and there was three minivans. And I played this game with these three minivans for like, I don't know, 100 miles on 95. And it was, don't be the first, don't be the last. And I just was weaving in and out with these minivans. And we were going 115 miles an hour the whole way. The whole way. It was insane. You found yourself a posse. They couldn't get me because I was in the middle. And if they came for the first person, I was going to see it. And if they were behind me, they would pull the last guy over. It was perfect. But yeah, we would do that. Whenever you're on a road trip, you get so excited to find a speeder and then you become like a crew yep. and a speed sometimes, crew. sometimes you're in the lead, you know, so if this, the speeder recognizes you as part of the crew, sometimes you, you know, you're the, you're the lead car, but hopefully you just have a, a really crazy speeder and you can just trail them the yep. whole way. Well, I mean, it's the same thing when, when a police officer flies by you, as soon as a police officer flies by, I mean, I check to see there's not another one, uh, cause you don't want to pull out in front of a police officer, but when there's just a single cop and he flies by going, Poof, I'm going to go right after him. He's opening a way for you to go and he's not going to pull you over. So normally I just, you know, I'll go a little slower than him because I don't want him to draw attention to him, but also I'm not going to go 120 miles an hour on the highway, but you just go, you know, go 85. You're going 75. Now you're going 85. No one knows the difference. Yeah. It's just a little, you know, a little life hacks from Scotty stack simpson here on the on the road motorways yeah yeah i i will say uh i get a little nervous no matter what if there's a police officer around i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna do anything now who's gonna get us canceled you know what i mean yeah i I don't know i think uh, cops they uh you, you you i look at them when i'm on the road it's like you're on the the plains of Africa, and you're you're seeing like a lion. You're just oh, like, yeah. ooh. ooh. I hate, but but when, when the lion is is feasting on some other gazelle. No, I get it. I get well, it. I'm just you know, yeah. I I just don't. I and when I see the I lion, don't. I'm just like, I want to go find another uh, another another hill. You know, I want to get get away. So. I- I do agree. I, I'm normally uh, I'm I'm not going to be doing that all the time. I, I would say this: uh, it, it is indicative of the police to look for opportunities to pull you over. It, it behooves them to get you. You know what I mean? Kind of how the system works. So there's always they could they could always say, uh, check out the guy behind me. He's going 110. Can you follow up, officer? Can you get him? So yeah, they could always get you. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. Normally, if you're on a road and a police officer goes down, it you kind of have that right away. I, I come almost like, whew, there, there it was. You know, like it's like watching a bully beat up somebody else. You're like, <laughs> sorry, uh, Ronald, but I'm not getting beat up by the bully. You know, and so then I, I just kind of get out of there as fast as I can. So, uh, but it's not, it's not any type of taunting. I never want to. Whenever police officers are near me, I want to be invisible. I, I just want to blend in and not have them notice me because you just never know. You just never know what's mm-hmm. going to happen. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been a minute since I've gotten a ticket. I'm, I'm doing, you know, knock on desk here. Uh, I think it's been six years. So trying to, trying to keep that thing going. I think it's, it's been something similar for me too. And the last time I got pulled over, it might've been longer. I was going to a wedding. So I was in a suit and my wife's all dressed up. 
and I sped up to hit a light so I wouldn't miss the light and I ended up going 55 and a 40 uh, and I got pulled over officer came over and uh, she saw we were in a wedding and uh, she said uh, okay let me get you out here real fast here's take a bubble and we were we, we were done the exchange in I would say about a minute and a half it was crazy you know how fast were you going over the speed limit 15 over the speed limit that's so annoying dude yeah. so freaking annoying man 15 it's just it's a gas pedal push. on man think about it 15 is one push of your pedal it's like you're driving and then you push right down right because we're all supposed to go nine over i mean right. you're right. bothering like police officers want you to go nine over so right. it's frustrating when you go nine over and yeah like you're hitting a hill and there's a guy he's going a little bit you're trying to make it around the lane and then boom you know or the worst dude your road i hate your road i hate i hate is it, is it the three hate. speed cameras on is there's is that, is that it yeah that's just three. okay okay so, so there's only three and then it goes from 35 to 45 to 55 to 35 to 45 it's ridiculous dude yeah, and you, you, if you aren't, and then, and then, and then you have people like you who do it every day, and they're getting mad at somebody like me who's just butt nervous driving around there, and and, and now I'm not like you're up not to point. the right, yeah, not. I'm not up to the 45 mile an hour speed limit. I've uh, we've crossed into that zone, and I don't know. I'm not. I don't know where this happened. You're scared to not get a ticket from this. Yeah, yeah. That whole road. I'm like 34. I set the cruise control at like 34 miles an hour until I see a sign, and then I'm like, okay, I can go faster. You know, I I counted. It's actually four. (laughs) Sorry. Right. And and if there's the one down by the church, it's five. So there's actually five speed cameras on 124, which is by my house. Do they move them? The worst is when they they move them. They do move. They move them. They oh my gosh, dude! I'll put them on either side of the road. Uh, it's really not nice, and the whole um, you know you, your government isn't really meant to prey on people. Now it's government with big industry because you know these companies are pairing with the government, and then they they're making money. So it's like the government is just making money. the The private industry is making money, and the government's making money off of you. Uh, and it's, it's cops hate them too. Those yeah. things, do you, like I, I saw this stat one time, or it was an article about how cops, um, they they're some of the people that get the most of the speed cam tickets, and they end up having to pay them too. They're just they're like, come on, man, we're cops. What are you doing? They're like, got pay. Really? See, this is ridiculous. If you're a police officer, honestly. Uh, I'm not saying you should have impunity because I don't want to get canceled. Uh, uh, but I will say this. If you're driving, you should not have to worry about speed camera tickets. Like that's just the, the you shouldn't have to worry about it. There should be a GPS monitor in your vehicle that the police can look at and go, hey, Carl, you were going 75 in a 25. What were you doing? Uh, mm-hmm. to, and, and this is the thing, too, about police officers. I know I have this thing in D.C. where police officers have to go to court. They get ticketed too. There is the machine is out. The, the municipal machine to make money is out for mm-hmm. everything. It doesn't care. Mm-hmm. If you're the you you could be the police. You're just part of that machine to make money for the government and for apparently you know big industry here in Maryland. Every state doesn't have them. Virginia doesn't have speed cameras, which is really nice. Um, but they do have these signs that say your speed is being monitored by aircraft. And I just think, what? The, imagine what is that? 
basically what it is and what I've heard is that they can, they don't, but they can triangulate your speed using uh, different waypoints on the road and some of the military equipment that they have. But you know how much money you are wasting? (laughs) What are you doing? It's it's a sign that says your speed is being monitored by an aircraft. Okay, aliens much? Like, what what, what are you talking about? There's a plane flying. I got to, like, worry about them. How fast am I going? I don't know. Is a plane following you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going too fast. And Virginia Virginia will lock your ass up. They'll put you in jail for speeding, too. Yeah. No, I, cue cue the uh, Goodfellas helicopter yeah. music song where it's like, oh, and he's like looking up like yeah, <laughs> that's crazy, right? Oh my gosh, I got I got pulled over in Virginia one time, and I was going like twenty over, which is uh in jail. You go to jail in Virginia for going twenty over. I was with my family on the way to the beach. And it was like three years ago, going to the Outer Banks. I get pulled over. It's about a 50, 55 year old white guy, older, you know, white male. I get out and uh, he's like, uh, he thought, he didn't know what I was like, oh, what, what were you going so fast for? I said, I'm getting to the beach, man. You know, it's uh, my, I'm in my family. He's like, well, why, are you, why are you speeding? I said, I had to, the car was going so I went around. I, had to, I, I believe in fully passing somebody when I pass them to make it as the safest possible. I don't like drive next to somebody for like a half a mm-hmm. mile. You're inching mm-hmm. by them. Listen, yeah. I, I'm a bit of a road enthusiast. Here's how you drive on the road. You drive to be alone. You drive so there's no one around you. You don't drive up someone's butt. Uh, the only goal of doing that is so that they'll get off out of the way so you can go around them so you can be by yourself, right? That's the whole goal of driving is to be alone and by yourself. And, and, and I, you know, which, you know, that, and Mike knows that. I, I do have a I agree of, with that philosophy. I, I agree with that philosophy. But you're safest if you're alone. Yeah, you're safest if you're alone. So anyway, I lost my train of thought because I'm I'm getting all hyped up on on. Well, driving. you're telling the officer he pulled you over and oh, you're gonna yeah. get. I'm about to go to jail, and then and then uh, he says, "What do you do?" I said, oh, "I'm a teacher, man. I you know I I go on vacation like once a year." But while he was like, "Oh, you're a teacher. My mom's a te- was a teacher. Oh, okay. Hey, man, oh, don't you lucky I'm man. Knock you down. I'm gonna knock you down here, down here. You're going putting you on down for nine. You're going nine over. Hey, man, be careful. Just just slow down up here, brother." I mean, I think we fist bump. Are you cool around cops? Like when you get pulled over? Oh man, I'm, that I'm, is the key. I'm the coolest around them. Like I'm, that is the key. I'm, if you can be cool, cool, you'll have a cool interaction. I'm not. I'm yeah. not. And I'm. Tra- I've. I've learned my brother-in-law's police officer, and so he's taught me some tips. Yeah. You know, get Survival put your hands thing. on the wheel. You know, roll yeah. down the window. You know, and just chill. But. I have noticed, like, I've been around different people. Like, I was around uh, our boy Billy Buttry, and he got pulled over, and he's just a charming guy. Just a charming, he's got a way with people, and he did it to the police officer. And he charmed them, and I would have gotten five tickets if that was me. Let go with a warning. Let go with a warning. Just, just, you know. And, and the police officer, cool. police officer probably got his phone number too. I was like, you're hot. You're hot. <laughs> yeah, like, Billy. Oh, man. His yeah. hand when he, when he shook his hand. Yeah. <laughs> he lingered on it a little bit. Oh, man. You know, yeah. Billy, Billy yeah. the Linger, that guy was a smooth. I watched him operate one time. There was a girl at a club, uh, and this is in his, his before married days. He's a married man now, father, great guy. But he was the smoothest 
operator for a guy who's not a good looking. There's guys who are just, you know, six, three good looking studs. They don't have to do anything. They just show up. They're just like, hey, you doing? It's me. And the girls come. This was guy was like a five, eight little um, tiny little. No, man. I wouldn't say he was that. Well, you think he's, five, he's, five, he's, he's I mean, he's taller than me. I'm five, nine. Is he taller than me? I don't know. I don't think he's, he's around. Been. He's around your height, but he was athletic. Like oh, he was. Yeah, not, he's not like some. He's not a guy you see and you go. That's the guy right here who's the smoothest cat in here. That's not the coolest guy. You just don't see it. You see him. He looks like a nice guy. He's a very unassuming guy. He okay. put he put the moves on this lady as this girl, uh, and he didn't do what everybody else was doing. Everybody else was like fawning over her and stuff. He just treated her. Uh, the way that you would want anybody to be treated, and he, he humanized her instead of uh, pedestaling her. She liked it. It worked. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I loved it. He wasn't like disrespectful at all, but he wasn't just. He was smooth. You know, he was smooth. And I was like, "How's how's Billy going to treat this girl?" And uh, she liked him right away. She liked him. Uh, and uh, now they got three kids. So we don't get now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe his dad was a police officer. I just know that if you his brother is. Ha- so- I mean, his brother you know. is. Yeah, I just know that if you can be cool, it goes a long way because they they're just used to dealing with just mad coolness, right? Madness. So if I don't, I get personally terrified. My blood pressure is up here. I'm just like I remember one time when I was at the beach. This was when I was like. 20 and i it was it was that part of ocean city where you're going um you know between the end of like fenwick into bethany and that's like a speed trap zone it's it's exactly like your street they do weird little things with the signs and money so they can get you yeah yep exactly uh you're coming into delaware you don't pay state taxes in delaware but you will get a ticket in delaware and homeboy got me and um i think i was i don't remember if i got a ticket or not because i i he it was so close i i I saw it like in time but anyway he pulled me over because it was like erratic or whatever like my move and totally sober totally was i normal I feel like I was nope, with I was by myself. I was right. by myself. I was alone. Mm. I was alone, alone, alone. And I had to deal with this officer. And there was no reason to be nervous. Like, like I said, I I I he I wasn't speeding. Like I got out of it, you know, because I slowed down in enough time, but I just it was like weird. And so he pulled me over for being a weirdo. And then so he gets to the car. And I have nothing. There's no. There's no drugs. There's no nothing. There's no reason to be. You don't have any drugs, guns, or no. no. There's nothing. No. There's no knives. There's no drugs. There's no. Re- I am so scared. I'm shaking to go get my my ID out of the glove compartment, and he's just like, he's like, "What's wrong with you, son?" And I'm like, "I don't know, sir. Here, here's my thing. Like, let's just get this. Let's just get this over with. Whatever's going to happen here." So. Yeah. I don't think anything happened though. No, I, 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 uh, I, I've been there with you when you got pulled over 
uh, or maybe you were, maybe my mind is conflating the story of you telling me about when you were pulled over, right when we were driving down that road, uh, I think it's route one. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you were just like, Oh, I got to slow down here. Cause of what happened the last time that you were here? Uh, no, that's cool. Well, you know, this, this has been a fun show. If you didn't ca- catch the, the, the focus of the show, it's been about nothing. This is our second show about nothing. Not that there's nothing going on right now, but it is the, the, the doldrums of, of end of May, beginning of June. We need training camp to start. Aaron Rodgers is still at a stalemate. Nothing's really happened with Aaron Rodgers. Deshaun Watson still kind of waiting to see what happens with the NFL. And then nothing's happened with Julio. So if any of those three, those are the big three summer stories. Any of those three break, don't worry. We'll be all over them. Uh, next week, I'm sure we'll come back with some football. But we always, 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 no matter what we do on the show, we always end it with three tweets. That's the staple of the show. Uh, I wanted to talk aliens. I, I don't know. I, I really, I, I really want to talk there. aliens. We'll get Sooner there. or later, I, 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 I have a crazy uh it's not that crazy but i have a good alien story to I wanna, tell you i, so I can't it. tell you now okay because it has to be on the show it has so. to be. okay well and here's the thing i i do also maybe want to get resident alien denier eric belair to see if maybe he can pop on for a little bit when we do that because you know he's he doesn't believe in aliens so i need somebody to yin yin your yang or it, it, i'll just be an alien truther with you and then i you know I, I need i need a balanced approach here i can't be fox news uh, or, or CNN or whatever. I need I need two unbiased or two biased. I need two biases to go against me, and and, and I need to you know get all hit up by the biases. So uh, I, I'm ready. I'm going to start uh, the the three tweets today, and uh, okay. I'm not, I don't you know sometimes we we kind of go on three tweets for hilarity or whatever. Today I am doing a shout out here. This is uh, my friend Cooter Doodle, as you know. Uh, I'm going to pause her here real quick. Let's see if I can get her to. Uh, I know I'm not. There we go. So, Kudaroodle, who is one of our favorites over here on the Fantasy Millionaire Show, she uh, is uh, the the other side of you know we love Denny and then we love Kudaroodle. Those are kind of the two uh, FF Twitter personalities we always kind of gravitate to on the show. Uh, she was followed last Friday by Matthew Barry. Shout out. Uh, the OG over at ESPN himself, Matthew Berry, followed Kudoodle. And not just that, but he he encouraged people to follow her. So here is his Matthew Berry tweet. It says, follow Friday. In a crowded Twitter sphere, it is hard to stand out with original, smart, funny, and interesting content. Kudoodle does that all the time. Follow her. And I, I agree 100% with Matthew Berry. This is Kudoodle's response video to Matthew Berry's announcement and it's as cootadoodle as it could be and so i want us to to jump in and take a look so here we go let me get this all set up we got it ready to go all right this is cootadoodle i know i'm not always serious on this app but first of all thank you for the matthew berry shout out it is humbling um but more than that like after a long year it's nice to just have so many nice people say so many nice things about me so i just want to keep you guys shout out i don't know Thanks for being so kind. She's hilarious. Yeah, and I know so, I'm not always for everybody not watching who's listening to it on the uh, on the podcast. She is in her living room, or actually, she's outside. She's outside. She took a cigar out. She cut it in half with the cigar cutter instead of just chopping the end off, and then she's lighting it backwards. So uh, quintessential Kudoodle. Uh, more of uh, not a funny video, but an homage to Kudoodle. And congrats to her on on a Matthew Berry follow. I know Bo McBig time is very much uh, in the running for one of those one day. So hopefully we can do the same thing with Bo one day as a Matthew Berry follow. Uh, so let me jump down to yours. Let me All go right. Back. Mine, mine's a, a lot less heartfelt. Um, 
this is mine. It's a little bit different. Uh, this is by Rob Delaney. Uh, the tweet says, I should be allowed to piss wherever. <laughs> <laughs> to just piss wherever. <laughs> to just piss wherever. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that sounds like uh, the logic a as, a, as a boy, you know, like that, that, uh, that I lived that as a, as a boy uh, until one time I was peeing in my neighbor's yard, who was happened to be a, a nice elderly old, nice lady, really nice lady. I was peeing in the, in the bushes, in her bushes with Chris Mutimer, who's our friend and uh, our lawyer. Uh, now you guys can check him out over at DC defender on Twitter. So we're probably, I don't know, seven or eight. We're peeing in her bushes. She sees us. She calls my mom. And she yells at my mom. And so my mom comes out while we're peeing in the bushes. And like, it, I mean, she was watching us like hawks. So she was like, what are these two kids doing in my yard? Oh, my God. They're probably going to piss. They are. They're going to piss in my yard. So she was ready. Call my mom. My mom was out there before we could shake it off. And we were getting yelled at. So uh, I, I, I'm, I'm vibing with this Rob Delaney tweet. Um, the inner inner child of, of Scott really can attest to the Yeah, news. I don't know if he's joking or not, but I feel him if he's not joking and i feel him if he is joking it's it's a funny joke and it's also makes a lot of sense to me too as a man i kind of do you know i mean uh you you saw how it goes with my four-year-old if we're if we're out in public somewhere too we're not we're not headed to a bathroom we're finding ourselves a nice bush and take care of business so yeah. you know I, I've, I've done that on the side of the road before with my children and their girls so uh, who do you think wins this week? I don't know. I mean, we got a heartfelt versus a funny one. What, what, what are you thinking here, my friend? It's a tough call. You, you, you call it, buddy. If you've got a good one, I, I've got a, I've got a decent one. It, I, it's a, I think I've got a good one. I think I've okay. got, a, okay, let's, let, we can do them both. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. All right. We'll yeah. do them both. Okay. We'll so have this, four tweets, bonus, bonus tweet. This bonus. Week. So my tweet this, this week is by Denny Carter. So he, he is subtweeting himself here. He's, he's, taking a picture out of an old tweet that he did. And here's what the tweet says. Uh, it says, typical QB tweet. I love my teammates. God is good. RB tweet. Keep grinding. Tight end tweet. Derp. Right? It's great. Wide receiver tweet. The enemy speaks kindly and holds a knife. So just, you know, wide receivers are another breed. I think Denny has picked up on that. So he, he quotes tweets himself, an old tweet. And this is from Two, this is from 2017. So this is this is 2017. This is this is four years ago when he tweeted this out originally. So he's subtweeting himself from five years ago or four years ago, which I love. And then on top of it, or underneath of it, he's got AJ Brown's current tweet where it says, Do me wrong, trust me, it's over with. And so just I know it's perfect. Perfect. It's so perfect. It, it is the exact tweet. The enemy speaks kindly and holds a knife. <laughs> you know. There's, there's something about the insecurity that wide receivers possess that causes them to make demonstrative statements, me against you, against the world, against the DB, whatever it is. And Denny has nailed it again. So uh, you're just really an homage again to, to another person who I think is crushing it here on Twitter. Uh, it's with more crudo love, more Denny love. You know, how I told me the damn ball. Give me the damn ball. Um. Okay. Well, speaking of AJ Brown, here comes mine. Oh, this is great. This is perfect. Have I you seen this? I have, but we're going to watch okay. it. Now. 
So set, I mean, they release it. So set this up a little bit for folks who are. Who this are, is uh, this is this is the quest to get Julio Jones. This is actually AJ Brown who made a TikTok video, um, trying to convince him, compel him to join up with the Tennessee Titans, and it's just cool. It's a cool it, video. It's perfect. So as his backdrop, he has put. Uh, an image he's created or it's been created with Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is in it. Mm-hmm. He's kind of in the in the foreground. In the background, you have the triumvirate of Julio Jones in the middle and then flanking him on both sides, you know, the man beast, Derrick Henry, uh, and then A.J. Brown himself. A.J. Brown, though, is in front of the video wearing a Julio jersey with a taped number eight on it because – I guess his number is 11 for the Titans, and he's letting Julio know if he comes to the Titans. Yeah. He has to wear number eight as well. So He's I already said that. He said he'll give up his number. Yeah, I, I think it's really cool. He's going to go to eight, and Julio can have 11. I I love it, man. I think it's it's dope. He's he willing to trade his number and, you know, just do this video. So, let, yeah, let's, let's get this going because it is perfect. I mean, they release it. Okay. I'm going to sell you on some things right here. Listen to me closely. You have Tannehill, Mr. Finger Roll himself. Every time, Eric Hill, listen, he does what he needs to be done. Like, he's a leader. He's a great passer. He's it. Anyway, next. Him, behind me, superhuman. We don't even have to discuss him. He speaks for himself. Look how mean he look in the picture. <laughs> like, okay. Then me, I'm up and coming. Pro Bowl, year two. Not a big deal. Kind of a big deal, but not really. Okay, scratch that. Anyway, whatever. You. The GOAT of our era, the of our receivers. Help me help you. Come home, Julio. Come home. Hmm. I think awesome. I think it's perfect. I, I, I love it. I'm a huge AJ Brown fan, truther. Me I draft you. Listen, listen thing. You, you, you say you love somebody, right? And then when it really comes down to it, you, you speak with your, your draft picks. And last year, I'll be honest with you, I'll confess my sins here on the on the show. I, I did I pumped Calvin Ridley pretty hard, and I do believe in him. I got greedy, though, last year in our, our, our league draft. I was drafting 11th. I thought I could double dip. I thought I could could get A.J. Brown at three and then swing back around and get uh, Calvin Ridley. I didn't think he was going to be picked by Josh Thompson in our BFFs league. So last year, I didn't even have Calvin Ridley on my main uh, you know league of record or main team because I had A.J. and Brown on my team. So I love A.J. If you Brown. go back and listen to Fantasy Millionaires last year, you'll hear – Scotty Stacks and Mikey Cash arguing uh, about where AJ Brown should go, and Mikey Cash had him higher. So check the videotape on that one. So what we're saying is, it, you're going to need to get this PDF of the Fancy Millionaires when it drops, because not only do you have good content from me, you got great content from my boy Mike Cash Collins, because he was on the AJ Brown last year. He knew. Uh, I think that's perfect, man. This is this is a great show. I, I love this show. This is one of my favorite shows for for not you know um, it being about anything uh, you know specifically or specifically or specifically or specifically. I wish we talked about aliens, but whatever. Uh, well, I mean, specifically is where a lot of those aliens seem to be spotted. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, yeah. uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, if if you haven't looked at the globe lately, just Take a look at the globe. The back half of the globe is just water. Aliens. Aliens. It's aliens, bro. We'll aliens. talk about them sooner or later. We I, have to. I, we have to. We have to. Well, this was just a tease. Uh, thank you, everybody. We'll be back next week. 
It will be June. Uh, we've got about a month until July. I think our, our PDF, we're hoping, I think we're shooting for around August, the 1st of August. We can drop it, and that way, maybe a little bit before that, so then we can kind of get into it on the show. And we're going to argue back and forth, and the way that we're going to be doing this, too, is it's going to be a PDF, but I'm working on making it uh, so that it's it's an adjustable rankings so that if somebody gets hurt during the year, you're not going to be, uh, you know, going, oh, my goodness. You know, so we're going to also kind of transition it hopefully into like weekly rankings as well. So there's a lot of stuff coming down the pike and, and we're really excited about this year over at the FF Millionaires. Do follow us on Twitter at FF Millionaires. Uh, we're the Fancy Millionaires on the World Wide Web. We're at the World Wide Sports Radio Network. I am Nimble W Numbers. This is the Ralph Macho on Twitter. Anything else besides underdog? Oh, Bo's Hot Sauce. Go to hotboxbatch.com. Oh, by the way, Bo McBigtime today, he had on field Yates on his Yeah, show. I was going to say that. There yeah. you go. Check out check out Bo's podcast with field Yates. Please do. Uh, David Mendelson's on there. Steffi Smalls as well. A bunch of amazing people that we love. And go celebrate uh, like Field did. Field got himself some of this. So did, uh, you know, uh, all of the different guests who've been on uh, my hot box show or my, my uh, FF hot stove show, we've transitioned into giving them the hot box. So please do check out this stuff. It is gold for hot sauce. Uh, I think that's it, man. I think that's it. Check us out on the, on the underdog streets. We'll be doing a best ball drafts code name nimble. Here's what's crazy. If you put in $10, you can get a free $25. Uh, and then that, then you can just like, you know, use that. So you have $35 to go make more money on. I, I love it. I wish I could sign up every day. It works. It works. Yeah, it works. It, it's yeah. perfect. Please do sign up. Use code name Nimble. We'll be playing all best ball season long. And then in the fall, there's going to be some great pick em games, some great rivals games for NFL. We're going to be covering all that. It's going to be awesome. So please do uh, go get yourself underdog fantasy all up. I think that's it, man. I think the show is perfect. I think we're going to wrap it up here. You know, Sounds it. good, brother. All right, we'll see you guys next week. I, I do have to make sure I turn the volume up because that's one thing I, I, I always make a mistake. Let me see if I can get us out. No worries. Peace and love, everybody. The Worldwide Sports Radio Network.